Fucking remix. It's like a inside joke thing at work. When people ask us dumb questions, we just respond back with No, I'm caught. Here, Mel, you let's do a reenactment. You be flex and I'll be a customer. Uh, hi, ma'am. Where is the, uh, I guess, sir, because it's flex. Where is the ketchup? Um, okay. <laughs> Did I nail it? Nailed it. You got the part. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Craft Beer Republic, and I almost missed my cue. Thanks for listening. Thanks for for drinking thanks for thanks. drinking thanks for joining clearly i've been drinking mel and i had some backups uh <laughs> sober one flex coming in hot <laughs> anyways i am greg i am being joined by the latest guy in all of wisconsin and that is flex yeah sorry for ruining everybody's night yeah. criminy taking a fucking austin powers piss over there yeah Kai. Okay. yeah Kai. hi <laughs> there's, there's ghosts on Mel's camera. <laughs> and joining Greg and Flex I'll, is the none say, other than the noise? lovely beer girl Melissa. Hi guys. Say, and freezing no, her ass off all the way in the middle of New York. <laughs> oh with my random God. sounds in the background. I children. love how she had to introduce yeah. herself. They're I, children. I think she's currently currently beating a child. <laughs> if only you guys could see to this. Just take yeah. it. Nah, she's Beer Girl Melissa in New York, not Alabama, right? I mean, listen, don't be fresh and do not interrupt my beer podcast. That's the two words, the two rules I have in the house. That's it. Yeah. And do the damn dishes. (laughs) Also that. My my two bugaboos are bear traps and having sex with old ladies for money. That's Those are my two bugaboos. Wow. Wow. He is turning up the heat. I'm hot. (laughs) I mean, where do I sign up? Yeah, if I have to put on an old lady wig and wear and rock a cane, I will. <laughs> Come over here, Sunny. <laughs> you could totally pull it off. Wait a minute, no. How <laughs> you're supposed to say? <laughs> but since I can, I think I will. Uh, anyways, that's what the show's going to be like today, everybody. <laughs> uh, find us all on the socials: Craft Beer Republic, of course, Beer Girl underscore Melissa, and Flex Me a Beer underscores in between each one. Join us on the socials. All that good stuff. Uh, all right, lots to get to today. This is, of course, that we're recording the day after Christmas. It's dropping a couple days later. Uh, Flex has a bet that I'm excited to get an update on. Oh I yeah, have I, some yeah, some breaking you, news that I'm excited, I'm excited to share. Yeah, you have to remind me everything about it. Uh, some some big craft breweries are closing down, and uh, we've got a couple of lists for Flexi Boy over there. I love lists. <laughs> we know. At end of the year, there's always good lists at the at the end of the year. So. Um, if you don't mind, I think I'll kick things off with some hydration. I got a beer from a friend over here. So let's get into it. Oh, intern Brian was so nice. He picked up a four pack a focal banger and heady topper and saved one of each for me. So I thought at the end of the year, I'll go out with a 
delicious Big Bang. I'm not talking about Flex, but I'm going out with Focal Banger, of course, from The Alchemist. Thanks, intern Brian. 7% 90 IBUs and a big long description. American IPA with Citra Mosaic Hops. Oh, it has a 4.41 on Untapped and a 100 on Beer Advocate because all the beer nerds can't get enough. Well, you can't go wrong with any of those ratings. No, of course not. On the schnoz, lots of citrus, lots of orange. Oh, so good. The, the taste follows right up. Citrusy, um, orangey, kind of uh, like a grapefruit pith at the end. You kind of get that at the end there. Finish is dry and piney. It is so good. Uh, whenever this comes around, I always try to grab one. I think I like it better than Henny Topper. Don't tell anybody. I was going to say the same thing. I, I've heard that from a lot of people. Yeah. I, I bucked the trends. I like this one better than Hetty Topper, and I like Blind Pig better than Pliny the Elder. So sue me. What are you going to do about it, people? Uh, anyways, so one Pro- last Probably thing. sue you if I know. I'm gonna, that's what you want. Yeah, Chew's going to file a lawsuit. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyways, thanks again, Intern Brian. Very much enjoying this. I tell you to go follow him on the gram, but uh, he pulled a 1995 on us and doesn't have gram anymore. He, so. he had to run away from Flex. Yeah. I will never run away from you. (laughs) Please don't. don't. Yeah, don't you worry. Uh, All right. Like I said, lots to get to. But uh, before we find out what these two are drinking, fill us in, Flex, on the the bet that was made off the air between you and intern Brian, speaking of which, uh, over the World Cup. Okay, so we were discussing uh, the... We are going into the semifinals of the World Cup, so it was... Yeah, you guys both had semis. It was uh, Croatia versus Argentina, and then it was France versus Morocco. And I was pulling for Messi and Argentina just about the entire way through the tournament, and apparently Brian was rooting for France to uh, come back and repeat from four years ago, taking back-to-back World Cup championships. Wee oui, wee. Oui. So we bet if... Argentina would win, and then Brian would send me a six-pack local beer mail. Yeah, and uh, if France would have won, then you know I would have had to send him local. And if neither of the teams made it to the finals, then we would have both had to like chug Bud Fifty Five or something like that. <laughs> now I so, thought the uh, loser would also have to still chug Bud Fifty Five. Is that not the case? No, that was not the case. Oh, okay. Yes, the clarification well, because I want I wanted to ask him what would have happened if. Neither of the teams would, you know, if just so happened they both lost in the semifinals, mm. you know, who knows? Anything can happen in the world of sports nowadays, but that didn't won, happen, yeah. so it just came straight up into a uh, beer bet. And so you won, of course. I won. It so was now, probably uh, the, the greatest game in World Cup history. I know you're not a fan of soccer or anything, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mel, all- did you watch as much of it as I did? I watched more than you for sure. Because I oh, like okay. to go to the bar during the day, and that's when most of the games were on. So, yeah, I got to see a lot of them. Right fucking on, Mel. Yeah. You, you know, you bring up a good point. I may want to become a quote-unquote soccer fan just because then I have an excuse to go day drink. It's the best because you can yeah. still wake up early, get all of the important responsibilities done, and you're like free by like 12, 30, 1 o'clock. Yeah, Perfect time brilliant. to have a couple. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's the only part worth watching. But I, I think I'd rather just claim myself to be an alcoholic and just start drinking at 12 anyways. <laughs> Sans <laughs> soccer. That's a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Italy didn't even make it to the World Cup, so I mean, yeah. I'm out immediately, you know? Mm, that was like two dope. out of the last three for them, so that's not very good. But Uh-oh. but yeah, lo and, lo and behold, uh, Argentina won. I won the beer bet. 
uh, I was very uh, honorable in winning as well. And I told Brian that he didn't even have to send me anything uh, because the game was really just that good. So, like, you're just a fan of, I would say, sports in general and watching that. Uh, like, I, I have no Argentina ties at all. But, uh, you know, watching all the close calls and everything like that, it was amazing how excited you can get for a country that you have nothing to do with, but mm-hmm. how hyped up everybody from those countries are. It really is like the biggest deal in sports every four years. It, it's amazing. I'll take your word for it. Um, <laughs> knowing Brian, he's an honorable guy. He will still send you beer. That's just the way he is. And that's fine. Yeah. Why would I, I, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm okay with that, yeah. but he, you know. Why would you not want the beer? I don't understand this as a concept. Because I'm a, you were just I'm like, a ge- oh, I'm, I'm just gentleman. so nice. Like, even if I win, just don't send me the beer. Bitch, send me the beer. I want it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, done. That's a motherfucking bet. Yeah. I'm a gentleman. I don't, I don't know. There's nothing more I can say. Just... No, knowing Deb, Deb would have been like, you made a bet, fucker. You send him that beer. <laughs> it's the Midwest in me. We're just such nice, kind people. <laughs> yeah, that's Stop it. <laughs> being so nice and start getting what you want. <laughs> He's uh, he's not uh, nice when you ask him questions and at work. You know what, though. Mel? I'll t- I'll take that into consideration. Yeah. He's also it's not nice here. when he's late and holds up the podcast and oh, then gets cranky wow. about it. Shots fired! Bang! 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 I bang. <laughs> I, I, I admit I was wrong. I admit I was wrong. Okay. Well, I, I that, mean, I still good? love you. Yeah, that, I love you so much. You? Do you you can never do any wrong in my eyes. It's the truth. God damn it! Takes a big man to admit when he's wrong, and I'm looking at a big man more ways than one. Daddy. <laughs> uh, anyways, all right. So we're recording this the day after Christmas. Uh, how was everybody's Christmas? Mel, was there a pasta course involved? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Yes, there was. There was tons of baked ziti. We had fresh baked bread. Uh, we call we actually, I if you're a New York Italian or a New Jersey Italian, then you know what lard bread is. It's like this really nope. fatty, delicious bread that has like pieces of... I don't know, like like pepperoni, really, like baked into it, but little like chunks of it. We call it lard bread. It's fucking. I'm sure there's also a lot of lard in there when they bake it, but it's the best. So we had, yeah, we had that. We had um, seafood appetizer, obviously crab legs, calamari, and clams. The usual. Like we try to do the feast of the seven fishes in the appetizer, (laughs) and then we move on to the pasta course. Is and that then we like move a on common to... thing amongst like New York t- Italian people? Yeah, usually like on the... New Year's Eve, you do the Feast but of the Seven Fishes. People call it the Feast of the Seven Fishes. That's what it's called. Correct. Wow. Wow. George, the ocean called. They said they're running out of shrimp. Get on... Learn something new every podcast. Get on my lap. I know. Every time she's on, we learn something new. Last time we learned about the pasta course. Now we're do learning Do you remember last this. year, Dominic the Donkey? Yes. <laughs> you remember right. that shit? Yes, totally and you forgot. didn't even know about Dominic the Donkey. No, no. And, and that song came on. My kids were listening to a Christmas playlist. No uh, fucking way. I think uh-huh. on Christmas Eve or some shit, and that song came on. I was like, holy balls. <laughs> yeah. But Mel, no offense to you, every time that song comes on, my kids go, Alexa, next. <laughs> oh, that I don't their, blame them. That, <laughs> that is their cue every would, time that song comes on. And I was I like, hey, never... now, don't do that. <laughs> If it wasn't part of my culture, I would never listen to it. <laughs> I would never. It's just ridiculous, but it's funny. And he's so, so sorry. You enjoyed. ate some fat bread, had a lot of fish, and we drank like fifteen bottles of wine. So yeah, it was great. Nice, typical Italian Christmas. Yeah, it's a lot of wine. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Flexi? How was your guys? 
Uh, my Christmas was, I would say, low-key, but uh, I was so exhausted because it was the worst week. And by, when I say worst week, I mean, it was like the busiest week we've seen at, uh, like, in the retail level since the pandemic. Oh. So I was, like, extremely exhausted from work. We had my folks over for Christmas Eve. I got... Uh, two brewery gift cards. I got two liquor store certificates. Um, so I really made out with that. But uh, then I slept for eleven hours. Damn, uh, like my wife. Yeah, I slept from like eight o'clock to seven, eight p.m. to seven a.m. Jesus uh, into Christmas Day, and then I was so exhausted from everything again that I fell asleep at 7 p.m., so I was only awake for maybe 12 hours of daylight before I fell asleep again. I wow. love that for you. You need it. Oh, yeah, I 100% <laughs> needed it. And then I proceeded to sleep 10 and a half hours, and then I woke up today at 5.30 a.m., and then I was, like, back to normal. God damn, yeah. that's a lot of sleep. Yeah. But the thing about him is that he really doesn't sleep as much as he acts like he does. He, like, gets these, like, waves of i my body gives out on me but you're up at like 3 30 in the morning every day yeah between That's like not 3 typical and 3 30 or normal yeah. for anyone no let me tell you i did that for a couple of years i was working the morning shift at a news station and i was up at 3 30 every day that's the fucking worst uh it's a bee's knees man no you, and there's no getting used to it like everyone's like oh I'll give it a few months i'll get used to it the longer i went on that schedule the less used to it i got like the first few weeks i'm like I'm going to take melatonin and go to bed super early at nine o'clock. Cause I'm usually going to bed at like 11 or 12, especially as a single dude. And, uh, then as I went out later and later, I'm like, eh, I'm going to bed at midnight. <laughs> yeah. Waking up at like three 34. Well, and I tell you the, when I first started doing this shift, it probably took me close to a year to get used to the hours. Like I was, this was my, my wife works, you know, opposite shifts, like around noon to eight, stuff like mm. that. And, uh, I would be falling asleep when my kids were like three and one, like, and I would be like zonked out on the couch by seven o'clock and she would come home from work. Like, what are you doing? Sleeping? The kids are on the garden. And I would just be like, I would be so, you know, disappointed in myself. But at the same time, I'm like, you don't understand what it's like. <laughs> Nobody does. If you don't do it, you don't get it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing how yeah. just like in the snap of a finger, you just get so from like, you know, not tired at all to can't keep your eyes open. Oh, yeah. I remember after that job ended, like the first week after that ended, I slept like 10, 12 hours a night for like a week straight. And then all of a sudden, like after a week, I was like, wow, I feel happier. Like all of a sudden, <laughs> like I caught up on so much missing sleep over the last two and a half years. Like I just, I felt better to the point where I was like, man, I bet I was a real asshole the last couple of years. Every nurse starts on nights. In the hospital. So like my first couple of years working at the hospital, I'd work 7P to 7A. Mm -hmm. And Lou would have to wake me up at 5.30 p.m. to get ready for work. And I would just cry and I'd be like, why am I not a normal person? <laughs> like I'm like talking to my coworkers and saying, you know, people like real people that are awake during the day, like, we're different than them. We're just like genetically different. We're not the same mentally, physically, anything. And once I got on days and I was True. like, oh, shit, yes. This, this is, is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. My my job before the morning job, I was working uh, 6 p.m. to 3 a.m., I think. So, like, I went from working the night shift, then to the morning. Man, and each time it was like, fuck, what am I doing? And and even being, like, a night owl, like, work until 3 a.m. and then driving it's home. Yeah, it's different when you're working. Yeah. yeah it's like I can different. You can party 
all hours of the night, right? right? As long as you're having a good time, you're with some buddies, whatever, doing God knows what. Yeah. But when it comes to working overnight like that, it's the absolute pits, man. Well, I was editing. I was working at this post house, basically, and, and editing a bunch of stuff for TV shows. And it got to the point where we realized if we did party, <laughs> we'd stay up easier. And so like, yeah. one of the chicks I worked with kept booze in her desk. And she'd just be like, she'd call me on her little intercom. She'd be like, hi, do you need to dip into the desk drawer? I'm like, yes, I do. Be right over. You know, we'd go over, have a couple of shots. And then all that is, that's pretty yeah. outstanding. It was, it was good times. So, um, yeah, it turned into a, a good, especially once we saw the writing was on the wall that things were going to last much longer. We're like, you know what? Fuck this. Normal. We, we need to normalize casual drinking at day jobs. Yeah. I feel great. like productivity would just skyrocket. It did. Now, don't check my spelling, but productivity was through the roof. <laughs> The big bosses all have a bar in their office. I thought that I was know. a thing. It's not a thing. Isn't that from like executives? No, isn't it's... that from like Mad Men or whatever? I yeah, think or, it's uh, real life who, even now. Who's Harry Crumb? I don't, I don't even know what that is. What John Candy? I hate your guts. <laughs> yeah, you can edit anyways. all of that out of the show. <laughs> Everyone's delete. I hate my guts too. It's fine. Uh, so we, to, oh, Christmas. Yeah. Uh, uh, pretty tame christmas on this end of things a lot of illness and some covid and some flu and so um i didn't have to see nearly as many people as i normally have to see because one of my actually better christmas i was gonna say that's probably like <laughs> really good on your end then yeah i i i think i've said it many a time that i hate that you know we we both my wife and i come from divorced parents so it's like you come to this house and you come to this house and you do this and bleh. so we, we're, we're starting to like lay down boundaries this feels like a therapy session and like the night before we did Christmas with my dad and then day of, we only had two houses planned and one of them got momentarily canceled and then re put on cause of COVID things. And so, but once it got re put on, it was at a much reduced capacity. And so it, um, it was kind of nice actually. It was very relaxing. There's no like stress for most of the day. So, Oh, that's good great. Time. Good for you. Thanks. Yeah. My wife wasn't the biggest fan, but I liked it. I love it for you because I come from the same upbringing. Yeah. So for me, that sounds like heaven. But yeah. unfortunately, we had to see both families, mine and Oof. his. So yeah, just lots of wine. Like well, I was just going to say, it, tons, yeah, so, much tons, tons, so much wine, so much, so much yeah. wine. Every time Mel, I talk to you about holidays, I just I feel like we experience the same anxieties. Yeah, we hate them, but yeah. I like that. I do like Thanksgiving. For some reason, I do like that, but I just. I think it's the commercialism of Christmas that I don't really love. And yeah, amongst other things, like guys... not being able to just be comfortable in one spot for the whole day. That's yeah, what I, I want. That. That's what's so good about Thanksgiving is usually you pick one spot yeah. and you get fat there and you don't go yeah. around to a bunch of different places. Yeah. The commercialism of Christmas, I really hate. I don't know about you guys. I, my wife and I have actually stopped giving each other gifts and instead we're doing like experiences and trips and that sort of thing. Okay. I love that. That's the best. Yeah. Yeah, we have enough shit. We don't need more shit. And if we need it, we buy it before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so, the thing. Yeah, I, I agree 100% with that. Yeah, we're so hard to buy for. And, and so we just, we're like, you know, let's go on a trip or let's go on a really nice dinner, spend, you know, 500 bucks on something, you know, like whatever. It's well, that's what we started doing uh, last couple of years with my wife and her uh, siblings is instead of like buying gifts for each person, we would just pick a night. Uh, Either Octo basically anywhere between October and April and just be like, hey, mm -hmm. get babysitters. We're all going to go out, get some drinks, have a nice dinner, maybe yeah. do something fun afterwards. Spend and more then, than you normally spend. Yeah. Yeah. But get like an experience out of it, like you said. Yeah. 
You guys so. go to steakhouses and such, right? Supper clubs. Supper club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Supper club. Speak, speaking of supper called. clubs and like Wisconsin traditions, Greg, I got to ask you, have you ever heard of raw beef sandwiches? Raw beef? No. Yes. Like steak tartare? Yes. It's like a, like a Wisconsin, I think it's a Wisconsin uh, holiday tradition, like not so much Thanksgiving, but Christmas and New Year's, and it's raw beef on rye bread. And then you usually have some kind of onion to put on it, and then salt and pepper. Is it at least cooked in acid? No, it's just straight su- up raw beef. Super high grade raw yeah. beef. I love you at least hit that with some lime juice. I'd oh, love for so you good. to just call it beef carpaccio, like normal people do, <laughs> and then it makes it okay. Well, I the think there's some salt is, uh, involved in that, though. The, the nickname for it is cannibal sandwiches, but <laughs> with all the serial killers that come from Wisconsin, it's you know. I don't really like that out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I really don't like to put my name with that. So (laughs) I'll have the Dahmer special, please. (laughs) (laughs) Dahmer party of four. Dahmer party of four. Uh, No, I I do want to try steak tartare though. Like I haven't had it. I will. I would like to try it. But they cook it in in acid, like lime juice. There's there's some killing of germs that takes place. So yeah, yeah. I've never gotten sick off of it, and I've never known anybody who's gotten sick off of it. So I just need to know how fresh the kill is. If it's fresh, like a day. I don't know. See, my, my yeah. father-in-law owns a butcher shop. Like he owns and runs a butcher shop. So, so he, the, he knows yeah, what he's so doing. So like the yeah. beef, we yeah, it's it's all pretty. Uh, all right. That's a different super story. legit. Right. Yeah. I, like, I probably what, would try well, it. That's what you do. So like you don't just go to like your grocery store and be like, hey, <laughs> yeah. give me some of that ground chuck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, Anything like, on sale? Like none of none of that ninety ten shit. I want that seventy thirty. You know, like, I want to taste that fucking fat. Uh, no, you, I mean, you usually end up going to like a, a nice butcher shop where they really know what the hell they're doing. And you get like the high, really high graded okay. stuff. So that I would do. Like if I was out there and you're like, hey, we're going to the in laws butcher shop. We're going to do your your fucking cannibal sandwiches. Like I would try it. Same. Yeah, but who's who's that yeah. listener that we have who I can never remember his name, but he always talks about from living in Wisconsin. Oh, Davis. Yes, Davis. So hopefully he's listening to this episode and he can yes. re- relate to this holiday please, tradition. Yeah, please chime in on the Wisconsin cannibalism if you would. Yeah, <laughs> it, would be- it, it would make me very happy. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, I got a couple more things to talk about, but first, Mel has been waiting very patiently. Let's find out what she is drinking over there with a call to the pen. Beer. We had to get backup beers while we're waiting for Flex. <laughs> yeah. I polished oh, an entire 8.6%er off waiting for you to show nice. up. It was really good. But today, I also have a beer from a friend, and that friend is here with me right now. Greg sent oh, me. Shucks. Pure Project and Alvarado Street Brewing. It is a brewery, sorry, Cup of Gold, Murky Double Indian. I can't even talk today, guys. IPA. Jeez Louise. This is what happens when you invite me sober. Got to get me like a little bit buzzed. I do better. Um, Please do. It's, first of all, a gorgeous color. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Those, those murkies it's, are legit. You know, for something that claims to be murky, I feel like we, is there a difference between murky and hazy? Is hazy like one step beyond murky? Do we think I believe that? they're synonyms. That's what I thought. It would be the same, <laughs> yeah, right? cinnamon's great. 
But I feel like this is like a little more clear than I would expect. Um, it's absolutely I will say the delicious. West, like a West Coast hazy in general is clearer than an East Coast hazy. Okay. So maybe that's what it is. It's yeah. refreshing, delicious. The mouthfeel is really light. The carb level isn't too high. It's just really, really, really rolls off the tongue nice. Finishes really nice and citrusy. I love it. I would I drink like that one a lot. Yeah, this is gorgeous. And I had the pleasure of visiting um, Alvarado Street Brewery in, um, mm. where was I? Monterey, when I was there for mm-hmm. the the marathon. And that's probably one of the, the favorite breweries that we visited while we were out there. It was really cool. The people were work. cool. See, I always see a lot of yeah. stuff about sours from those guys, but I never really yeah. seen anything. I've had some um, of their sours as well. Um, the owners were actually there when we visited. And I was mm-hmm. with, I don't know if you guys follow El Perro, El Perro Borracho, uh, but he came and met up mm-hmm. with us. And we really got to sit down and talk to them a lot about the brewing styles and what they do. Because it's like an outdoor space in Monterey. Have you been to that, Greg? You I have been to not. That one? No. It's really cool. It's more of a beer garden than anything. I don't okay. believe that they brew there, but like the ambiance was really nice. They have all of these outdoor heaters and fires everywhere because it's cold there. All year round, it's like mid 60s. Yeah, NorCal stays a little cooler than SoCal. A the first cooler. time I went, I like came, I was like, we're going to have a beach day. It's going to be great. This is California. And we got there. We're like, <laughs> it's freezing here. What are we thinking? Yeah, man. You get like north of Santa Barbara. This, no. I just still don't understand the geography of California. I'm going to have to take a course in this i think to really we should get be like it. three different states honestly it's about really? 15 hours long that's all yeah. i know about oh, california yeah. yeah it's huge so it's my dick. Hey, <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> um but this is really nice thanks for sending it to me yeah i'm glad you enjoy- i like that one a lot so i'm glad you enjoyed it I, yeah, it's great breweries you know we're doing a little norcal trip i wonder we're not going to monterey but we are going to santa cruz which is near monterey yeah it is I can, yeah we'll hop skip it and jump how we close is we- how close would you say it's to monterey greg uh, <laughs> I don't know. Probably like a half hour. <laughs> Three, the, it's it's sixty two point seven miles. Flex. I don't know what that oh, means. I was just looking, I was just looking for the uh, the, the time, the time distance. distance. <laughs> yeah, we will be very. We'll be staying very close to Humble Sea, so we're doing a lot of research there. Nice. We, we stopped there. It was also very nice there. We did stop because yeah. we flew into um, San Francisco. And we rented a car. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Greg shot me a Humble Sea. I think it was like their fifth anniversary or something like that. Fourth anniversary, one of their anniversaries, but it was fucking okay, awesome. Yeah. yeah, so good. Um, oh, they are 53 minutes apart. So, maybe so that, I mean, in California standard, that's like average. You got to go. Like Yeah, hot... se- seven miles. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Close. Close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mel, just a, a pro insider California tip. Next time you fly out here, if you're flying to NorCal, if at all possible, flying to Oakland instead of San Francisco, San Francisco Airport's a shit show. You aren't wrong about that. Mm-hmm. I do know that. And I've flown it's, into- It's just across the bay, and you can take BART, which is their their subway. You can take BART over to SFO if you need to get to SFO. Uh, all right. Well, I'll just make you plan my trip for me next time. Sure. I'll fly into Burbank. I flew into Sacramento one year when I was by myself because my brother lives in- um... Sacramento's not bad. Yes. Airport-wise. Sacramento right, right, right. kind of- yeah. Anyway, I hung out with him and then I've flown into San Jose before and that was a pain yeah. in the ass. That's like a really yes, tiny airport, but they had us taxied for three hours and my sister-in-law Ooh. got like nauseous and was throwing up the whole time we were taxied into like an air sick bag. Oh God. Gross. Like, two o'clock in the morning. Like, please get us off of this 
Clean and Who has that much in their system to throw up for three hours? <laughs> True that. She's a puker. I don't mm. know where it comes from. She just has it in her. Gross. Yeah. Well, at least she loses the weight that way. So lucky her. Jeez. <laughs> Gotta lose it how you can, let me tell you. It's holiday season. Staying warm for winter that we don't have. Big news to talk about. Last week, I brewed a collaboration beer with our friend Monica over oh, at Pills and Pints. That. Oh, I'm so excited. We, we did a guava goza. So the guava will be added this week. Uh, it was so much fun. We got there. We were there from, you know, mash in to, to yeast pitch and everything in between. And it was kind of funny. She, <laughs> she does these tours once a month, which is actually a really good deal. I think it's like 10 bucks and you get like a flight of beer and a pretzel and a tour of the brew house from the head brewer. It's actually that's a, pretty sweet. That's a super deal. Worth yeah, it. They do it. Yeah, it's like one Sunday a month. So anyways, it happened to be the same Sunday. So I was like, hey, are we going to be okay? She's like, yeah, it's fine. You know, it's a pretty small tour. So uh, the guys came back and from the tour. And it's kind of good for them. They got to watch us <laughs> do our collab. They got like their normal, t- normal tour, but, you know, our stuff on top of it. So um, anyways, so much fun uh, just hanging out and drinking some beer and, and uh, brewing some beer. And so I'm excited for that. We are going to launch it on Friday, January 13th, and we're also going to do a live podcast from the brewery. So if you're in the SoCal region, come on out. Petals and Pints Brewing, Thousand Oaks, California, uh, 8 p.m. on Friday, January 13th. We'll have the Goza, of course. We'll have a few other. We'll do like a podcast flight like we normally do at uh, live shows. So you just walk up over the podcast flight. We haven't determined what will be in it yet. We're going to get together. I always, <laughs> I'm such an alcoholic or asshole or fun guy i don't know every time All she's like the above yeah every time she's like hey let's talk about what we want to brew or let's talk about the uh flight or whatever it is i'm like yeah meet me at the brewery let's talk <laughs> talk over some beers like when we were talking about what to brew i was like meet me over at naughty pine let's uh let's talk about what we're gonna make and so you know one yeah. of my favorite beers ever was a pink guava goza mm-hmm. with pink himalayan sea salt mm-hmm. oh i like um, the sound of that it was yeah like to this day i think i had it for the first time Geez, almost four years ago, and I still think about that beer constantly. You know, out here, not enough gozas, and not enough sours in general, but really not enough gozas. And like when we were in Asheville, North Carolina, everyone had a goza, and this is a couple years ago, but everyone had a goza, and I was like, fuck, I love gozas. And at one brewery, we were there for a wedding, happened to have a goza fest one day. Oh, fact, no. That's yeah. crazy. It was the be- it was the day of the wedding, so we're just like we're gonna get here early. That sounds like the most refreshing the, the most refreshing beer fest I've ever heard of. It yeah. was it was it was so good. We were there up until like we had to run and get changed and run to the wedding. But uh, I love a good goes and not enough people out here do them. Agreed. Very underrated and unacknowledged beer brewing style. Yeah, and nice the sea salt really salt. makes it. Is that a definite has to be in a goza component? Any goza yeah. that I've ever had has had sea salt in it. If there's yeah. no salt in it, it's not a goza. Otherwise, okay. it's basically well, just a Berliner. Mm, learn something new every day. Yeah. That's or why you're a, a nerd. <laughs> I'm sure somebody will tell me I'm wrong. But uh, anyways, that was that was a lot of fun. And uh, I can't wait for the live show. I can't wait for the beer. I'm, I'm super stoked about it. So uh, January 13th, 8 p.m., Petals and Pites come out. It'll be me. It'll be Monica. We'll be trying some beers, especially the goza. Uh, well, she's been on the show, but we're going to get deep and talk about her, her brewing past and her experience and all that good stuff. So I think the other thing we'll talk about it next week. Cause, uh, I don't, I want to give it the proper amount of time and respect it deserves, but, uh, we did do Pozole Palooza last week and, uh, it was a good time. So, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about Pozole. Wow. P- 
Soy Palooza next week. Words are hard. Can I interject really quick and just say I am always 100% certain that I was Chew's first follower? Chew, if you could just call into mm. the show and acknowledge that I immediately followed you. Please. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean first follower? He created an Instagram. Yeah, he's he's uh He's he on Instagram really now. On he wasn't before, on before. So. Yeah. No, didn't didn't he just like rename his wife? Wasn't it his wife's? It was, no, he no, was no. his like personal account don't, and then he renamed it. Don't I'll ruin this moment so, for me. No, no. I'll cut it out so Mel sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> Do not ruin this moment for me, little brother. It's I rude. was his first follower when he was the OG two year beer. I was like, click follow immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Flex is such a dick. All right. Asshole. All right. This guy. Yeah. This guy over here. Uh, all right. On to a little bit of news. Lagunitas this is a long one. Lagunitas is going to close their Seattle tap room in January. Barry Public is closing their Roner Park tap room for the winter. Sasquatch Brewery is ceasing production. And just announced today, as we're recording this on the 26th, King Harbor has announced that the 31st of December will be their last day open as well. A lot of brewery closures. This leads me to the very important question of, are we going to see a ton of craft breweries closing in 2023? I, I, I certainly hope not. I think it's, it's going to happen. Unfortunately, I think with mm-hmm. the financial climate and the lack of resources, I think we're going to see a lot of that. Which sucks because yes. the best breweries that you love are probably not going to be able to stay open. Some of my favorite restaurants have already closed as a result of these hardships. Yeah. We talked about the whole McLeod situation and how fucking weird that is and yeah. then these guys closing. Uh, I think there's going to be a little bit of a reckoning. Part of it's going to be just the financial hardships of, of you know costing more to produce beer. Some of it's going to be... There's only so much good beer you can have in one area. Like if you have a bunch of great breweries, then the good breweries are no longer good. They're you're not going to go there. You're going to go to the great breweries instead. So I I feel like there's a little bit of an oversaturation. Well, in and that's markets. what I was going to bring up too. Is you think it's due to saturation? Yeah, it was like I was talking to the wife about this earlier today, and and like in our area, all the local breweries immediate around us have done a really good job of not doing the same thing having different focuses. So there's no like real cannibalism of customers at that point. So you'd be like, but, hey, I'm going to go here for lagers or here for right. stouts. Yeah, or, for lagers. Yeah. Or if you want something hoppy and bitter, you go to 14 can, you know, like whatever it is. And uh, so I feel like they're okay. But when you get like, you know, you get to San Diego and you got a whole street full of IPA breweries, someone's got to go at some point. You know, it's just, just the way it is, whether they're good or not. I think it's important for the breweries to kind of work together as well. If you are in that small area, like you have to drive everywhere here where I live. So there's one craft beer area, though, that's really exploding right now. And the great thing about it is that each one of them brings something different to the table. And I think that's because they've actually spoken to each other. They're like, how can we make this a beer destination where we all get the business? And it's like, you know, that is your route for the day. You go to this one, mm-hmm. you go to this one, you go to this one, you go to this one. And it's just really all about communication and IPAs are easy to do, I'm going to say. If they weren't easy to do, everybody wouldn't do them. And I would love <laughs> to see... They're expensive, but they're easy. But I would just love to see different styles. New yeah. styles, older styles coming back, which I think we're starting to see that resurgence of mm-hmm. basic beer coming back. And I like it. I'm for it. It's wintertime, but English I'm still about to pop up later. Yeah. Yeah, Monica just put up an English Mild over at Petals and Pines. Right on. 
that's the way to go. I, I think you have to yeah. different, your, differentiate yourself. Otherwise, you'll fall into the sea of hazies and, and eventually drown pretty much. Uh, all right. Before we move on to more news, let's answer the very important question that we try to answer every night. In a world where craft beer is king, a world where muscles are bigger than growlers, only one tongue can guide us. One man, one tongue, one tongue jobber. In this world, we must find out what is flex drinking. I was waiting for that. Yeah, I know you were. Always got to bring it out. Uh, yeah. Well, today, the ladies love it. Flex is drinking thanks to our good buddy, the OG beer dude Zach Miller, the coolest oh. motherfucking man in Indiana. With the nicest hats in all the Indiana. nicest hats in all the land. Yeah. Not to mention his shoes. Good God. Um, <laughs> so thanks to Zach, I'm drinking King Julius uh, from Treehouse Brewing Holy Company. Holy shit. Yeah, this is like my first Julius type thingy majigger bobber. Uh, <laughs> so I'm super, super jacked for this. Uh, the, the rating on Untapped is really fucking stupid. <laughs> like, have you ever actually looked this up? I don't think I have. So out of 56 and a half thousand ratings, it has a uh, 4.64. Okay. Come on, guys. That's nuts, right? <laughs> That's insane. 8.2% ABV, 85 IBUs, even though those, those don't matter anymore. Um, but <laughs> it reads, King Julius is an American double IPA brewed to be an exceptionally flavorful, juicy, and hop-saturated beer while never tiring the palate. Its vivid citrus aromas give way to flavors of orange creamsicle, mango smoothie, and a bounty of fresh tropical fruit. We find it to be supremely soft in the midst of an onslaught of flavor, a beer we are quite proud of. Um, y- yes, be, be very proud of this. Uh, I can tell you that. On the nose, it's a lot of that orange creamsicle, that orange vanilla combo. Um, it's super obnoxious. There's a half smiley face uh, in the head of my beer right now, which oh. actually it's turning full smiley face. Uh, you have so some sexy warm- lacing there too. Super. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a little bit lacy on there. Um, oh no, that's the but, design on your glass. Never mind. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll get we'll get a little warmed up on the old tongue jobber. Oh, best part of the night. So I've been told. So super low carbonation. When I first poured this out. Super heavy notes on the orange citrus, like the orange pith, and uh, now that it's warmed up a little bit, you get more of that mango, like they said, mm. and uh, the 85 IBUs really start to come out as it warms up, because I couldn't find a single note of bitterness on this at all when it was like freshly cold, freshly poured out, um, so I really like how this beer kind of evolves as you drink it, I guess, especially seeing that it's a... <laughs> All right, so double American IPA, right? When you think of American IPA, you think of a little more coppery, a little more West Coasty, a little, little malty, um, a little malty, bitter. So when I when I first put this on my palate, I'm thinking, how the hell do you put double American IPA on the label? Now as it warms up, I totally fucking get it. And this beer, four six four, I'd probably say more around uh, five point five. But uh, damn, out of five, <laughs> out of five. I mean, it's obnoxious, especially at an eight point two percent. I mean, this is top top notch. Nice. It, it yeah. almost doesn't get any better than this. I've had a couple of those Julius's. Man, it's 
They're fucking tasty. Well, I've had what I had another like a, a nectaron fruit salad or something like that by oh, them. Oh yeah, and uh, that one was really stupid too. I just don't understand how they do the things they do. Listen, if I can get you a treehouse stout, they're double shot, best stout I've ever had in my life. Damn. Hands down, best, best, best. That's saying something too, because you like your stout. I love a good stout, and it really was just executed so well i think they really pay a lot of attention to what they're doing and especially with an ipa you have to let it warm up you can't really yeah. appreciate a beer cold if you want a cold beer then you better just get yourself a bud light or a Coors light and just shut down the podcast right now and don't talk to us <laughs> yes yeah, it's gotta warm up to you really yeah. need it you need like a 15 minute window i feel like okay but let like me ask let you them- a question do, do you not like to experience like the different i'll take a sip yeah you know i mean like how how it is cold and you know as it warms because that's something i really really enjoy doing yes but like a nice step up i think i just really enjoy what it evolves to i don't always love what i taste first i think you don't give it enough time to really like the aromatics need to come out and i don't know i don't i don't i'm I don't like things super cold anyway, no matter what it is. I drink room temperature water. I am that weird girl. I don't like ice. <laughs> okay, I am like that too with the yeah. water and the soda and, I, and uh, yeah. And I think it makes a big difference when your beer's just a little bit warmer. It's just so well, much nicer. Yeah. I tell you what, Mal, So much better. When I was 21 years old, on my 21st birthday, I went to a distillery tour. Okay. And uh, at Great Lakes Distillery down here in Milwaukee, the guy running the tour said that if you want to get the absolute flavor of something you drink it room temperature you yeah. drink it warm Agreed. so uh i've always kept that in mind yeah after everything i've ever drank in my life i'm like okay what's it like cold and then what's it like warm and then kind of like compare in your mind what you like better you know what the notes were like and yada 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 so Com- yeah completely agree completely agree i'm glad you're getting to drink that though and i love a good orange creamsicle vibe that is my favorite summertime dessert as a kid the creamsicles yeah i I concur on that one (laughs) uh very nice i'm super jealous if anybody wants to send me some fucking julius if i (laughs) when i can get it i will i will just buy in abundance all right i'll just buy in abundance and send it but one of those fucking like those haze boys that just like walk out with a the Hayes yeah, boys the, are the, so the two, funny. They crack the me two up. dollies full of cases. Oh <laughs> yeah. man! Uh, all right, couple of lists here to to end the show because it's the last show of 2022. First, oh, I will say, yeah. as as the last show before New Year's, to our English listeners, uh, the Eng- England has a PSA to everyone out there. They say, "Don't get so drunk that you need a hospital uh, because they're on an ambulance strike right now." <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound safe. Wait. No, I was looking up stories today and I was like, oh yeah, that sucks. So everybody out there drink semi-responsibly if you're uh, getting fucked up for the New Year's It's, it's actually oh scary gosh. how concerned Mel looked when well, you said that. A medical professional. It's yes. frightening to me. I would never, I don't, I could never be one of the nurses that strike. I don't think I could. I think I would be the inundated nurse that was like, fuck everybody, I hate you, but I'm going to save your life and like save all of these people's lives and like in in Buffalo, they had a really crazy storm and they lost power. And we've heard a lot of terrible stories so far, like Ooh. a lot of death. Ooh. Police were not going to responses. It was too dangerous. And it was too dangerous for them. And they, they teach you that. Like, you cannot respond if it's not safe for you. Right. And um, 
it's well, just kind of heartbreaking. Then create a bigger rescue situation by multiple people. Yeah, it's rescue, just heartbreaking so. to think, you know, the this extreme weather can cause that, and so they're yeah. striking. But that's something. That's something you never weather. think about either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's weird to think about in this day and age that like people die from being cold. It's like what fucking year is this? And not having power. Yeah, not having power. Not so having anyways. power. Uh, stay warm yeah. if you're on the Upper East Coast, and stay soberish if you're in the UK because <laughs> you're not going to ride in the yeah, hospital. Yeah, UK, you're me. done for, guys. Yeah, Can't pretty help much. Um, all right, these two are for flex. First is be- in honor of New Year's Eve coming up here. The seven new champagne of beers to drink this New Year's Eve. Mm. And this comes from themanual.com. Uh, we'll start at number seven, six point hazy brute IPA. I thought brutes were dead. Apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> it is like a champagne. It is, I mean, that part of it is very champagne y. So I, I get it there. Uh, followed by Plenty the Younger, which look, Plenty the Younger is delicious, but good luck finding it. So that feels like a weird submission. Then, Sapporo? What? Interesting. Because you're going to have sushi instead of Chinese for New Year's. Yeah, yeah. I'll get down with that. That's the only rationale I have. Sure, we'll go with it. Uh, That next one is Cezanne Dupont, which, fine. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's a classic. It's, yeah, champagne-y. Next is Tank 7 from Boulevard Brewing. It's a farmhouse. I've had it. It's, um, sure, it's fine. Not Not my jam. Uh, next is Devil's Backbone Brute IPA. Man, Brutes are really topping the charts in 2022. <laughs> so easy to find. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone's making them still. Definitely wasn't a fad that just went away. Uh, next one up is St. Bernardus Abbott 12. Oh, okay. It's classic. All right. It's classic. You know, get down with that. Sure. Monks. I don't know Travis. if I'd replace champagne with this one. Though. I mean, this is a thick motherfucker. This is like some 10W30 or something. But, you know. Was oh, that, that was number one? one. Wait, it was. I was, that like, was, wait, I was wow. like, I'm waiting for the drop and yeah. nothing's happening. That was completely <laughs> anticlimactic. Sorry, I thought that was number two. Number two. <laughs> happy I mean, I really, New Year. Yeah, happy I, New Year. I really would have expected more Lambics on this list. Yeah, I'm going to go like two thumbs down to the list. You suck. And let yeah, me pick out manual. your champagne of beer. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, the manual makes me think of one thing and one thing only, and uh, that's about as good as their list was. (laughs) Over there jerking off. (laughs) This one comes, this is the last one. This one comes to us from Untapped, the top 10 highest average rated beer styles of 2022. Okay. Beer Beer styles. Styles. Number 10, the just mentioned Lambic, traditional, 4.09. Number nine, a porter. Imperial slash double coffee. Okay. I do 4. like a porter. Yeah, yeah, I do. I definitely do. do. Yeah, I, do. I mean, especially in the wintertime. Uh, number eight, stout imperial slash double oatmeal. Number seven, lambic fruit. Lambic in okay. it twice. Hmm. Number six, stout imperial or double milk. I do prefer a milk stout over an oatmeal stout. You like that okay, lactose? Yeah. Huh? yeah. Uh, number five, top five here. This one I was a little surprised by. Barley wine, English. No. Not a huge no. fan. No, not a fan? It's a blackout situation every time. <laughs> That's for you sure. You don't know yeah. what's going to happen. No. Let's don't say I got a 13%er still sitting don't. in my fridge and I don't know what I'm going to do with it. It always tastes like, well, you'll do it when it's going to be a crazy night and like, no, don't do it because you don't know how you're going to, you, you'll hear stories the next day. You will never remember them. 
Oh, that that's like when we did the Black Tuesday vertical with the I mean, Coley and all that. Group. I wish I was there for that. That sounded amazing. It was fun. I wish I could remember <laughs> it, but I I'm told it was fun. So. You you pre-gamed so hard for no Way reason. You should not have done that. No, that- not at all. A day of champagne. What a fucking Huge idiot. Huge mistake. Huge mistake. What am I, 22? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> My liver's not, but I am. Oh, <laughs> uh, where were we? Number four, stout, imperial slash double pastry. Okay. That's, yeah. But think about how many people come out with those pastry stouts. Everybody. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole I'm... fucking festival, you know, for those stouts. Oh, yeah. Right? I've been there. Blackout yeah, I know. Central. So. Yeah. Uh, number three, stout slash imperial double, uh, or imperial slash double, excuse me, 4.14 overall rating. Uh, number two, stout imperial slash double coffee, 4.16. <laughs> Can anybody guess the number one style of 2022? Uh, uh, some kind of hazy IPA uh, yeah, singular hazy double. I- double dry hops. Can we or add that shit, in? shit. Overfruited sours. No, hmm. come on! I won't have think it. Think about think about how highly rated those get. It's true. I'm Fucking gonna I'm gonna go, I, yeah I'm gonna go with Fucking the sours. A no okay, way. Okay, Flex is going with sours. Mel, what are you going with? I'm gonna do like an a hazy IPA. Any any it's like a single double doesn't matter. DDH just hazy New England IPA. Okay, number one with an average rating of four point one nine. IPA, triple New England slash hazy. So triple IPA. Okay. Triple hazy. That's a lot of, ugh, a lot. I we do like the love triples. me some triples, though. We like the triples. We like doubles Big and fan. triples. But they're very. It's a lot. Everybody great. makes it's them. Great. Everyone has them. I find triples to be a little more sweeter than I prefer. And we I need more sugars in order to get that alcohol up there. Well, you know, I pulled what That was my backup beer, Dreamlabs. which we didn't make, oh, too. Yeah. It's a EQ and OH collab. Oh, nice. Triple hazy and percent. You're fucking triple her best. Haze, bro. It's where I live. You know, what can I do? <laughs> this is this is my local beer. Yes. Uh all right. Well, that's pretty much everything. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit a little music over here. Uh Mel, thanks for hanging with us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy fucking right? New Year. Be safe. Have Hope fun. you all get some uh Be pasta safe. courses and lard bread and and confessions of, of the food that you ate. Oh my god! Wait, hold <laughs> we on. Can we pause this? Yeah. We didn't talk. Yeah. You have to, I no, know you got to go. Have, no, we have two to. Minutes? We have to hit two it. Minutes. There's no way we can't talk about it. Okay. So last time after the recording was over that Mel was on, uh, she hung out. I hung out, and then we invited the spouses up. So yeah. Shannon came up, Lou came up, and we were just shooting the shit, drinking beer, getting a little ham skied, and. Uh, the way I remember it happening was we're we're all hanging out, we're talking. To, I don't even know what for literally sudden, like, no reason. No for reason. no reason, all of a sudden, Lou's face pops up on Mel's camera and just goes, "I have a confession to make." And we're all like, "We oh thought God. it was like, going to be terrible. I was going to be like, oh my gosh, yeah. he has another child. This is going right. to be bad.' Who, who did he fuck? <laughs> like, what happened? Yeah. And he he started naming off like all the street food he had. He was like, I ate so much food <laughs> while you were sleeping when we were in the city for Thanksgiving. He's like, I had three gyros, six hot dogs. I had four slices of pizza. I went and had some Chinese food. Then I wanted shawarma. So I had shawarma. I was just like, what? His confession turned into like stoner night or stoner dream come true. So we're going to burn all the calories for that. I can't think he's trying to like row a boat down the streets <laughs> to burn all the goddamn calories to eat all the fucking food. The kicker it was to, so out of nowhere. But the kicker to this story is that 
he does not know Greg or Shannon at all. He's never talked to Greg in his life. He's never I've talked to him, him like to- once or twice. Maybe. Oh, you have. Okay, like after well, a show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was really excited to meet Shannon in person. I'm like, I want to hang out with her. I'm like, have her come up. Like, we're going to have a couple of drinks. We're going to hang out. And then this guy comes on and I'm like, so we have to go. And she's like, you just have me come. And I'm like, no, I know. I, I said, I just don't want to like, I feel like you guys are really busy right now. Like we need to leave. I'm like, what a weird first impression you made on these people. Like how I can't even ever look Greg in the face again. What are you thinking? You met them five minutes ago and you would be like, guys, I have a confession. Like no one cares what you <laughs> fucking ate. usher over here with his confessions. <laughs> we were dead. And then the best part of it is he tried to n- deny that he said that. He literally said, hey, guys, I have a confession to make. And me yeah. and Greg joked about it, said Usher memes. And then he said, that never happened. I never said confession. I'm like, you 100 percent did. <laughs> it was. I'm just curious why that was weighing on him so much. <laughs> <laughs> just like. <laughs> he felt bad about it. Yeah. A normal person would be like, good for, good for you. Live your life, kid. Yeah. Enjoy those eight gyros you had. But uh, it was. <laughs> It was so so funny. I was telling Mel afterwards, like back in the day, the way our our podcast recording service used to work was it would record everything if you were signed on, just in case something went wrong with the main recording. So I thought, oh, I'm gonna go back and find him doing his confessions, and unfortunately, it doesn't do that anymore. Because we were gonna blast the shit out of him. We were gonna make reels about it. We were gonna put his face (laughs) like on onto bodies of characters so he could dance around saying his confessions eating gyros and sadly the audio was not there but i would have preferred him to tell you the story about the time he saw like strippers or like hookers fighting in the streets and kicking each other into the garbage so we gotta get him on the show apparently yeah he's pretty funny this this is what Greg, if, he, if he was on the show, you and I wouldn't talk at all. I just want to let you know that. No, I, I learned know. that that He would night. never yeah. shut up. He takes over. Yeah. It'd be an hour and a half of confessions. So. <laughs> <laughs> this, this sound clip is what reminded me, different uh, topic, but reminded me most of, of Lou that night. Do you want Y2J? <laughs> yeah. Or do you want Booker T? <laughs> so while I was trying to make that decision, I drove over I had to a the confession. drive-in. Ordered a jalapeno burger, a chicken fried steak sandwich, a chili cheese dog with extra onions, french fries, tater tots, washed it down with one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody Mary. And I said, Stone Cold, why have one when you can have them both? <laughs> oh, Legit. That's him right there. That's perfect. <laughs> that's how the night went. <laughs> so. Oh, dear God. Yeah, I love great. it. That is we great. Couldn't, we couldn't not talk about it. It was, it was just too good. My cheeks hurt so bad right now. <laughs> we were dying. It was so stupid. It was the funniest. Mel's, Mel was just sitting behind her. The look on her face was like, what the fuck is going on here? Who's this man? Flex knows that face very well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Mel's late for a party. Let's hit some music. Thank you guys for, for hanging out, for listening. Find us on the socials. Beer girl underscore Melissa. Flex me a beer underscore is in between, of course, at Craft Beer Republic. 805-53-BEER-2337 is the number to call. And Hi, uh, Vanessa. Craft beer. 
Oh, hi, Vanessa. Yes, don't want to forget that. Yikes. I was waiting. Hi, Vanessa. So I miss sorry. you. Happy so, New so Year. Sorry. Happy New Year and hi to Vanessa. And don't forget January 13th at Petals and Pines. I think that's everything. I hope everyone is staying very well hydrated. And on that note, good night, everybody. And beer girls out. <laughs> <laughs>